Okay. So Parsha's boy. The end. Of, the end of the ten makos. So, if we look back at the Brisbane of Sarm, which is really weird in Parsha's Lachacha, where we find out, find out about Mitzrayim for the first time. So there it says it's a, it's a sneak preview, right? right? And there Hashem tells Avram. You should know that your children will be strangers in a land that's not theirs, theirs, and that land will will, make, will have them as slaves. They'll pay them. They'll pain them. They'll give them. They'll you know work them hard. Arab may have shot them for hundred years. Then it says, Hashem says that nation that that slaves them don anoichi. I will judge them. Okay. And then there's Afterwards they will leave with great great possessions. That is fine. But it says don anoichi. Hashem will judge them. And Rashi explains there don anoichi be'aser makos that the ten makos. Where the uh, the ten makos were the judgment, so to speak, or the punishment for uh, all uh, all that Mitzrayim did. Yeah, just started. Well, I can, the, uh, it's okay. By the parshas lechlecha, Hashem tells Avram that uh, that his children, his grandchildren, are going to go, to, go into a strange land. They're going to be slayed there, and then at the end, Hashem will judge. That that nation, that land, that 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 pains Avram's children, Avram's grandchildren. Hashem is gonna. So he says that that uh, that he's Hashem is gonna Hashem is gonna judge them. So and Rashi explains that the way Hashem is gonna judge them is with the ten makos. So when we're looking at the ten makos, we have to look at it with the perspective that this is the, the punishment for all that the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, did to Bnei Yisrael. And in fact, when uh, not, not, not the Right, Rashi is not the Kriya So you have to keep in mind, Rashi the ten makos were punishments for what the Mitzrayim did to the Bnei Yisrael. Okay. In fact, Rashi last week's uh, in Parshas the Era. Hashem, Hashem tells Moshe like this. Listen to this passage. Hashem tells Moshe, Re'ei si nesaticha elehim lefarei. I made you elehim lefarei. Now we know elehim could mean a god, but also is refer, the other time that the Torah uses elehim is as a bezdin. Bezdin, of course, is referred to as elehim. So Rashi says, Shayfit viroida. Moshe was the judge, and he was in charge of issuing the punishment to to, to Parai. And Rashi says, "They're doisiv in makas yisurim." So this is this this follows with this idea is that the ten makas were punishment for what they did. For what it was a judgment. It was a punishment for what the Mitzrayim did. And Moshe, Hashem tells him, he is the he is the judge, and he's going to be issuing the punishment to the Mitzrayim for the ten makas. So the the, brisker, the briskerov says like this. He says briskerov says he wants to say that 
These were the first nine makas. Rashi says ten. But he wants to understand that there was a split. The first nine makas, those were as punishment for what they did. However, makas b'charis was for something separate. How does he know this? What does he say? He says, he says, because the Pasuk says, you'll tell Yisrael, my children, that you'll tell Pari, Hashem tells Moshe, you'll tell Pari, Yisrael, that Yisrael, they're my firstborns, my children. Okay. And then it says, send out my children, let them leave Mitzrayim. You should tell Pari, let them leave. Paroi will refuse to send them out. Tell us to Paroi, he's going to refuse to send out Klai. So what's going to happen? Hashem says, he's going to kill the firstborn. The question is, why, why just the last Makkah? There are ten Makkahs. It says the Paroi is going to refuse to send out the Jews, and he's going to kill the firstborn. That's the last Makkah. What about the first nine? Because Pyre refused, he got 10 makas, not just the last one that he killed a Bachar. So Rashi explains, Rashi says, the reason why he says the last one, because this was the, like, the, the last maka, that's why he says it. That's why he only says that one here. The Briskarov explains, no, 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 no. The first nine makas were punishment for all the Mitzrayim did, all the years, all the 400 years that they were in Mitzrayim, the 240 years they were in Mitzrayim. So that was the first nine makas. Makas Bachar is the last makah. That was the punishment that was sent out because they didn't send out B'nai Yisrael. So the first nine was for the, all the years of slavery. The last one was a, new, a separate punishment for power refusing to, send, to let B'nai Yisrael go when Moshe told them to let them go. To let them go. So there's two separate punishments going on. So that's why in this Pasuk that's talking about power refusing to let B'nai Yisrael go, here it says, you're going to refuse to let them go, I'm going to kill your bin B'chai Because it's a totally separate reason why they got the Makas B'chai So it's split in two, the first nine and the last one. The last one might be also because of what Pharaoh did to the firstborns, he wanted to kill all, all of them, no? Like, right, so here it's interesting, here we're saying that, that this is not that, yeah, you're right. I mean, here, he, the Briscoe was saying like this. So this he said, he explained what we say in that Gada, in Baidayenu. We say, Ilu shivatim, dayenu. If you would have done the Shvatim, all the Makas, but not killed the Bechayra. Why do we split into two categories? It's all one, the ten Makas. He says, no, because it's actually two categories. The first nine Makas were Shvatim, that was punishment, the Shvatim is judgment for all they did all those years. The Hargis Bechayrayim was a totally, came for a totally separate reason, because Pari didn't send the Jews out. This is how we understand. Two and one. That could be because it's two for the last, for the last. Very good. Not one is for that. That's a good point. Could be. Yeah, I hear. I like that. Um, so that's what he says. So that, but that's just that's one way of understanding. Now, just just to point out, the Sfarna says. If you remember, we mentioned the Sfarna last week. That says that that really Hashem hardened Pari's heart to see if he'll do tshuva. Now we mentioned that, that the point of the nine makas was that Hashem was Hashem knew gave Mayparay tough that he won't send the Jews out. So eventually they'll come to a, a full tshuva. Right, right. See, he says like this. He says the first nine makas 
weren't punishment, were not, were not sent as punishment. They were just to bring power to do tshuva, to recognize it as Hashem. So they weren't sent as punishment. They were just to, to beat up Parai that he should recognize there's Hashem. He said all the Nisim and the miracles and he should recognize there's Hashem. He says, after all those nine Makkas, Parai still didn't realize there's Hashem. Makkas Bacharis, that was the punishment for all they, that they did all those years. So the first real punishment he says was Makkas Bacharis and eventually the Yamsaf that they drowned in the Yamsaf. See, he's totally the opposite. Here we're saying that the first nine were punishment right. for all that they did. And right. the Bukharist, he's the opposite. The first nine was just to try to get power to do tshuva. He didn't do tshuva. So now he's Marcus Bukharist was the punishment. Also, that was both two parts, like part two one and part two. Same, part one and part two, yeah. So that's as far as it says. Okay. Remind me why Pharaoh um, didn't die in the last Makkah, then he was a bit poor also. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Why was why he saved? He didn't why didn't he? Yeah, why he didn't? It was, he stopped it. The Mako was stopped. You're right. I mean, he, that, that was part of the... That was the scare was to get him to send them to out. Send them out. Right. But yeah, it's true. It seems like he got out He got out free. Oh, that's right. Exactly. So, okay. So, the, this week's parasha, in the middle of the parasha, there's, the Pasuk says, Achodesh is Elochem. That... Uh, Translated as this chaydish is for you. the head of all the months. So this is the this is where we learn out that the, the that we, Nisan Nisan is the beginning of the year, and it's important to know that Ramban points out that this that we have names for all our months Nisan, Er, Sivan, right? All our months have names in the Torah. Look through the Chumash, you won't find out one name. Yeah, from Babel. They're from Babel. He says these names are from Babel. What it used to be is there's month number one, month number two, month number three. All counting from Nisan. That's this passage. This is the first month. All other months should be counted after Nisan. But there was no Nisan. It was the first month, second month, third. That's what he said. Later, they adapted the names. But this is where we learn we count. But this is what also we learn from here is that the Jews go after the lunar, have a lunar calendar. Right? We know the regular calendar that we have, the solar calendar, is after the goes after the cycle of the sun. The sun takes 365 days, it's a 365-day cycle, and that's a full year. But here from here we learn is that the Jews who have a have a separate calendar, the lunar calendar. Now, just the lunar calendar is in its full cycle, right, full year, it's short 11 days, right? Because each lunar month, around, around, all around, all these numbers are around, each lunar month is 29 and something days, right? So you, every month you lose a little. Eventually, after a whole year, you lose 11 days. So now, there's a big issue with this. Because we know the Yom Taivin are based on the seasons, when, when the seasons fall out, right? Pesach, for example, is supposed to mean spring. Hagavim, right? Okay. The seasons are based on the solar year. So there's a big issue. Because if we're going to have, let's say Pesach is going to be on Tesavav Nisan, right? What's going to happen? The first year will work out. But the second year, you're 11 days earlier. 
the third year you're 22 days later the third year you're 33 before you know it Pesach is going to be in the middle of winter <laughs> but it has to fall out in spring the Arabs they, they want to move the calendar they, they, they all totally their the holidays come out every oh, very good so from here we see from there we learn that we do it every couple of years we add a leap year an extra month to bring us up Today, to speed, right. yeah. So that's what that's where it comes from, huh? This year is it? Yes, this year. So this was one of the reasons why they made it. There are other reasons why they did an extra month, but this is one of the reasons that they had to catch up the Amitayim that should be in sync. Do you know why Adar? They had Adar. Why do? Because it's the last month, maybe. Oh no, so that's part of the reason, because they also, part of the reason why they made a leap year was depending on the harvest. If it's too late, too early, so by the end of the year they saw what was happening. Part of the reason. So now, let me ask you a question. What is the point of us going with the lunar cycle? Our Yom and Tevim are based based after the seasons, right? Why do, what, what, what is this that we, as Hashem wanted us to go after the lunar cycle, okay? And also more. Another thing with how to work, so now, we also learn is that the month, the, the, sorry, the moon has a, has a cycle, right? 29 and change days. So technically, you know when it's a new moon. Even without seeing it, we know it's a new moon, right? But you have to wait between two witnesses, right, to see the new moon, come to Bezdin, and that's not enough. Bezdin has to say, it's a new moon, it's a Rosh Chaydash. Why? If you want to go to a lunar cycle, go to a lunar cycle. But why do we have to have it that we have to wait till we see it, and we say, come to Bezdin, and Bezdin has to say, it's a new month. Go to a lunar cycle and have every 29 and change days, it should be a new, the new month, the Rosh Chaydash should be a new, new day. And right, right before we add just a, just a tidbit here, it's interesting. I mean, that Ebenezer points out the solar calendar is how many months? 12 months. Why is the solar calendar 12 months? Where's 12 months from? A day, there's a reason for a day, right? Because the, the sun, 12 hours, right? A month and uh, a year, because it's a cycle. Where's a month come from? In the solar, in the solar cycle, there's nothing of a month. There's no such thing as a month. Nothing changes after a month in the solar cycle. Right? Yeah. The, where do they get it from? Where do they get 12 months from? So Ebenezer says that we, they got 12 months from the lunar cycle. Because in the lunar year, there's 12 months. Because there is actually a cycle every month. That's where they got a month from in the solar calendar. But technically, there's nothing really happens after a month in the solar calendar. That's what he says. Okay, but that's just a side point. So... In order to who says that? Ebenezer. So they copy from us. They, that's what he says that they got it from the lunar, well, lunar uh, wow. the month. So in order to, under, to 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 understand what's going on over here, we're gonna mention Allah here that's brought down in Shochanar, it's brought down Allah, and you have to fully have a munasukham to believe this halacha to appreciate what the answer to this is. We know that women have a cycle, and it used to be that the cycle of women would be based on the day of the month. Many women would come a certain day of the month, let's say, let's call it Zion Nisan. That's when their cycle would start. These days it's not like that. Things have changed because of the lights and everything and, and the whole, our bodies have changed. But that's what it used to be. It would come a certain day of the month, Zion Nisan. That's when they would, they would, that would call. You could set your watch by Huh? Yes, you could set your watch by <laughs> yeah. To the hour, you could have it to the thing. So that's what it used to be. 
Now, I have a question. So, and because, and this is because because of this, and lahalacha, when that when if a if a lady a lady sees on a certain day of the month, the next month she's concerned that she's gonna that she'll she'll start seeing again that day, and this is called a vest. That her time to see, and every month it will be the same time. Okay. What happens? I have a big issue. We calculate that, let's say, called Zion Nisan, okay? Now, what happens at the end of Nisan? Okay, Nisan, ER, we're coming towards ER. One Rosh Chaydish, as we said, depends on when the witnesses saw the new moon. It could fluctuate between two days. If they, if they see it today, then today is Rosh Chaydish. Today is Aleph Nisan, that will be Aleph ER. If they see it tomorrow, tomorrow will be Aleph ER, right? Now, we're saying that the lady cycle depends on the day of the month. But that's going to fluctuate between two days. It's up to Bezin to choose if today's going to be Rosh Chodesh or tomorrow's going to be Rosh Chodesh. It's the same cycle of the moon. It's just whenever Bezin sees it and says it's Rosh Chodesh, that's when is the first day of the month. So that's going to make a difference when her cycle is going to happen. How could that be? Wait, the moon is making this, making the same cycle every month, no matter what. Whatever Bezdin says doesn't make a difference. They're not changing the pattern of the moon, the cycle of the moon. Huh? So, and so, what they what they bring down in Shulchan is that when Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world, he left a certain amount of power over the world in the hands of Kali Yisrael in the hands of the Chachamim and the Chachamim by deciding today's Rish Chaydash we believe they will dictate the Matthias what will happen to that lady that, that it's going to change when she's going to have her cycle is going to come on the, on the first or the second which day will be the lady but also Yom Kippur etc Yom Kippur right everything right right yes 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 there's a plastic that they bring from Yom Kippur and says um from the frag out of hand, but yeah, there's a positive thing there that, but that's but that's not it, but that's not in the Matthias, so it's way whenever Yandav is. This is the Matthias, this is the actual thing that changes when her cycle will come. So, in the physical world, they make a difference, okay. And you want to hear something, you want to hear something more? It says like this it says, let's say the halacha is that the Gemara says that if, it, if a, a girl that's under three. Okay, if she if 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 if, she, if, some, if someone rapes a girl under three and she loses her basulim, okay, it will come back because she's young enough. It will come back. Okay, what happens if a girl was about to turn three, was about to be her, her let's say her birthday was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, okay, but she was about to turn three and they make a leap year, so now she has extra time, okay. So it says it will come back. So you see this idea that they're changing the physical world. They have the power to change the physical world by going after the lunar cycle, the lunar year. They have the power to change the physical world. So this is what's happening. So now, what the message is, is so powerful is that the solar year is a set cycle. You can't change it. The seasons are set. You can't change when the seasons are going to be. But we, as Kali Yisrael, realize 
that we don't, the, the world doesn't doesn't is in power over us. We're in charge of the world. We have the power to make differences to the world, and we have that we have that power. And this was the, the first mitzvah they got. This is the first thing that they're getting is is this lesson to telling them that we're in charge of them. We're in charge of when the month begins. We're in charge of the mitzvahs. Eventually, we're going to get the Torah, and we're going to be have the power to change and to make things. And that's in a big but that's in ourselves also forget about the whole world forget about changing things around us this is a lesson for ourselves people go into the mode of thinking I am who I am I can't change myself you know whatever it is what it is I have to deal with it but it's not true we believe that we have the power to change we have the power to change ourselves we could change the world we could change ourselves and this is the first lesson this is why it's so important that we go after the lunar year to realize that that we have that power Maybe we'll come back to this later, but that's that was that was that was the idea of going after the the lunar the lunar the the, the, the moon. Okay, so I want to touch on a different idea, something something new. Chaim Salvechik explains that when they, when the, when when they left Mitzrayim, there were two different things that happened. There was the and we'll explain. There was the Pidyon and the Geula. What are they? Let's explain. You have a guy that's kidnapped, right? Someone, someone's kidnapped, and uh, they want a ransom, right? Okay. So you go, you pay the ransom, and now he's free. What happened? He went from being kidnapped to being free. Now, while he was kidnapped, who he was, did his essence change? No. He was just kidnapped. He was locked up wherever he was, and now you freed him. Okay? He says that is what we call a gula. A gaula, a redemption, you redeemed him. You know, he was locked, they wanted a ransom, you redeemed him, you paid. But he says, then there's another case. You have a slave. Someone was a slave. And then you go to his master, to his owner, and you pay him off, and you make him a free man. The person changed. He went from being a slave to being a free man. It's very different. In other words, by the first case, right, when the guy is kidnapped, right? Who he is as a person didn't change. He's just locked up, right? So when you when you free him, now he just he's in a better situation. He was in a terrible situation. He paid some money, and now he's in a better situation. But if you have a slave, when he's a slave, who as a who his essence is a slave, and now when you free him, he's a totally different person. Right, everything about him was a slave. He was right, and now that you pay him off, change the person. Right, so that's opinion. So when they were Mitzrayim and they left Mitzrayim, there are two parts to the Tzitzis Mitzrayim. First of all, the fact that they were slaves, and by leaving Mitzrayim, they became free men. Right. But also, there's the part that they were just in a bad situation. And by leaving Mitzrayim, they were in a better situation. They were like kidnapped. They were under. They were, you know, they couldn't leave. They couldn't escape. But now, by paying out, they're able to leave. So that was the geula, was the fact that their situation around them changed. The pidyon was that as a, as a, their essence changed. They went from being slaves to being free men. Okay. It's always the case, no? We either give it the next 
No, so now you're right, you're right, you're, you're right. But now we're not slaves. And then we'll get to that in a second. It's a very good point. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So like this. So look what we say by davening. Sometimes you say things every, every day and you don't even realize it. MS, Mimitzrayim Ge'altanu, Hashem Alekeinu, right? We were in Mitzrayim, we were in a bad place. And Hashem was Ge'altanu, He redeemed us, He led us out of that situation. And then from the house of slaves, He redeemed us, He was redeemed us also. So that's these two elements that we mention every day in Davini. There was the fact that we were in Mitzrayim Ge'altanu, and then the second element was Mimitzrayim Pidisanu, that we were slaves and we were redeemed. So these were the two things, and this is something we every day, every day. But that was going on. So those were the two things. So and the 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 Briskirov adds that this is what we say in the Agada. We say in the Agada Haitsianu Right? Hashem took us out from being avadim to freedom. That is our essence. We were avadim lecheres, and then we say umeshibod legula. From being again, the shibod is that bad situation, being in a bad place, legula to being redeemed. So no, so that's that's as he said. Said that one more thing. He said when did the when did the pidyon happen? At what point did we become free men? So I saw someone that wanted to say and that is, uh, noon, right? I mean at uh, midnight. At midnight, right, midnight. right, right. So we see there it's very good because there are two parts to the gula. It started at night and finished in the morning. What happened at night? The Marcus Pachiris. At that point we became our Avdos, we were no more Avadim. But we were still in the tribes. Until we actually left, that was the actual Geula. But when we were at Marcus Bacharis, okay, that's when we became no more Avadim. At our essence, we became free men. First Pesach. Huh? That was the first Pesach. The first Pesach, right. So look at this. Hamaka ve'evrasa, we say him by Mariv, every night by Mariv. Hamaka ve'evrasa called Bacharim Mitzrayim. Hashem hit with his wrath the all the Bacharim Mitzrayim. And what happened? The Yaitis Ami and Marcus Bacharis, that's when Hashem took out Yisrael, Lecheris Oilam. Right? Now, so that's when we had our, our, our freedom forever at Marcus Bacharis. Now, let me ask you a question. We were in t- after we left in time, there were plenty of times that we, we were in bad situations, right? Germany, most recently, what do you mean? We were slaves then. So what's Lecheir Asylum? Lecheir Asylum, we were free forever. How could that be? The answer is because, again, there's two things. There's a who we are as a person, our essence, and then our situation. Who we were once we, we left Mitzrayim, we became the Jewish nation, we became Hashem's nation, Am Sugula, our essence will never change again. No matter what situation you are, we could be in the worst situation. We could be in Germany, but we're a Jew. Right? 
Why? We were kidnapped. Huh? In Germany, then we were kidnapped. We were kidnapped, exactly. So, Lachair Asylum, what happened at Makas Pachairis was forever. Our pity and the fact that we were redeemed remained forever. Lachair Asylum. The only thing that could change is our Shibud. Okay, we could go, we could be in certain situations that were under certain, you know, we could be kidnapped, we could be slaves, we could be in Germany, we could be in Spain, wherever it is. But that who we are is that a person will never, never, can never be changed again. And the reason is because the leaving the triad, and we'll see that in a minute, was all a beginning to becoming Am Yisrael, becoming Hashem's nation. When we became Hashem's nation, in order to change a person's essence, you have to take total charge of him. But no one could go against Hashem. We're Hashem's nation, we're His. So no one could take us as rule. We're Hashem's. No one has power to take us away. So no matter what. So that's all that khair is saying. So, on that note, so the Pasuk says that uh, we know when they left, they, they left in a rush to leave, they, they left in time in a rush. It says, right? The dough was on their shoulders, it turned into matzahs. And the Pasuk ends off, because they were in a rush, they didn't bring any food for the way. <laughs> like, what's the, what's the point of telling us that? It says the matzah, fine, the matzah, we understand, the teachers about the matzah that they left in a rush. It says, they were in such a rush, they didn't take any snack to go. Rashi says, what do we see from here? This comes to teach us the praise of Ka Yisrael. They didn't say, How could we go into the Midbar without any food? They believed in Hashem, when they went. In Navi it says, Hashem says, I remember that love that we had when you left Mitzrayim. You went after me in a Midbar. You went after me, you trusted me, you left Mitzrayim and you realized you had, they had no food, but they had full trust in Hashem. They left Mitzrayim with full amunah, Hashem will take care of them. And Hashem years later says, I remember that, I still remember that love that you had. Rashi continues. What did they get? What was the reward for this? Kaddish Yisrael Hashem. That Yisrael Yisrael is Kaddish Hashem. What does this mean? So, what Rashi is saying is, the reward for this was that we became, and we see in plan, uh, uh, the Masha says, you know, we say by 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 a chuppah, um, we say by a chuppah, mekadesh ama yisrael aidei, mekadesh ama aidei chuppah bekedushin. Yeah, we see in different places that Hashem and Klai Yisrael, so to speak, are in a marriage together, and there was a chuppah and a kedushin. There are two elements, and Masha explains where we find the chuppah, where we see the kedushin. But they actually, so to speak, got married. Klai Yisrael and Hashem, so to speak, got married. The Matatayah, the Mishkan, that's all part of the marriage of Klai Yisrael and Hashem. What triggered that marriage? That trust that Klai Yisrael had for Hashem. The fact that Klai Yisrael put full trust in Hashem, that gave the way that they were able to enter that relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's comparable to a relationship of a husband and wife. 
Now, where do we see this by husband and wife? The Ran in Kedushin says that in order that in order for what happens by Kedushin when a, a man is Makadish a, a lady, he says the lady makes herself like Hefker. Meaning to say, what does this mean? Now, people take this lot Ron lightly and, ugh, and make fun of it. What do you mean she's Hefker? It means to say she puts full trust in her husband. She gives herself up to her husband. He says, I completely trust that you'll take care of me. That is Kedushin. That's what Ron explains Kedushin. That's what happened when they left Mitzrayim. They put full trust in Hashem. Putting that full trust in Hashem gave the way that they could come to Amman Tyre eventually and have that Kedushin and that marriage take place. That was already after they, uh, 